Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 12, Vendetta and Fear of Victory, with Vishal Bharadwaj. Hi, friends. Uh, well, uh, before we, we recorded this intro and, and had some technical difficulties, and mm-hmm. I was complaining that I don't know how to open shows, but now now I can just hang a lantern got on a, it. And got, say, a sec- got a second chance. You can nail it this time, Al. Yes, this time. I. Oh, crap. I've already opened the show. Ah, no. Oh, man. We're doomed and fucked. Ooh, yeah, we're all of those things. We're shocked and jived. <laughs> Michelle, no. Oh, no. So joining us this week is our old and dear friend, Vishal. Uh, it's wonderful to have you. It's wonderful to be here for the second time on this intro. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, I'm curious, like, I, I assume you, like all of us, have a long history of adoring this show. But Absolutely. I, I don't actually know. Okay. Yeah, so I think i watched it at some point in the mid 90s on tv uh a few episodes here was and it there. on in did you, did you live in india uh, no i lived in i lived in muscat when this was airing originally that's in the mm. sultanate of oman we did not really have tv channels or cable channels that were showing it mm. but vhs was mm-hmm. a big thing and while i may have watched a couple of episodes on like trips to dubai because i know they had tv there and i mean uh, a tv channel that showed batman there at some point mm-hmm. My first uh, intro to this was Mask of the Phantasm, and it was oh, wow. fantastic. Obviously, that's a that's yeah. a good way to come in. Yeah. yeah. So I either rightly or wrongly thought that the entire show was of the quality and length of Mask of the Phantasm. And <laughs> honestly, when I got older and I started watching it, that you know by then it was on DVD or what or online, folks, and not on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I was not disappointed I don't know for what the moment. <laughs> no, it's it's an amazing show. Yeah, and yeah. I I I'm really curious because I've heard a lot of people. Like I grew up in a navy town, so I know people who lived like um in the Philippines hmm. and and a uh, few uh, Guam, I think, where like shows we'd be watching in the states they would get on vhs but mm. they would only get like yeah two episodes two episodes two episodes yeah. and just like this show sometimes you'd get the second part of something and then the first oh, part oh that's the worst <laughs> so yeah you get like there's no vhs set or no. anything you just, you just you get what you get yeah <laughs> oh that's rough but yeah, if if uh, if you got mask of the phantasm first that's not that's not mm. so bad yeah that's the one that mask- really and obviously, mm-hmm. it's the it's the best Batman movie. It still is in some ways. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I I rewatched it not too long ago, and I was a little disappointed. But I mean, we're gonna get to that eventually. So, yeah. And it's it's definitely you know more good than it is bad. Mm-hmm. And plus, I saw it in the movie theater, which was an amazing wow. experience as well. So, yeah. Oh God, that would be amazing. It was, and it 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 was a Christmas release, so mm-hmm. it was like a, a long, difficult day dealing with my family, and then. At the end of it, I got to go see this, and it was like just, oh, not yeah. only am I free of my family, but look at this. This is Batman up on a big yeah. screen. This is great. No, this was, uh, as I said before, my mom banned uh, Batman the Animated Series at, in our house. Yeah, and, because uh, of, it was because around of last then. week, because of Clayface. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No Mask uh, of the Phantasm for little Matt. Aw. Did you at least get like a Happy Meal prize or something? No. Oh, that's too bad. Well... Uh, Vishal, you just happened to choose uh, this date and not these episodes. So, right. uh, do you feel like do you feel like you ended up with anything like? Do you regret that choice? Do you feel like you ended up with anything good, or what do you think? No, I think we got we got two decently animated episodes because you know, like I said, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm into that sort of thing. So, <laughs> sure. uh, one of them's a bit. Uh, does not hold up to scrutiny, but when you when you I think about it, I did not more. love the first one, but mm. we'll get into that. Yeah, and I have summarized it thusly: Friends, who among us doesn't love a good shuck and jive? Spider Conway, that's who. A mafia informant en route to Gotham, whose police escort boat gets blown up by a mysterious figure in the water. Batman's on the case. He finds a toothpick. 
such a pointy thing can only point to one man, one Harcourt Fenton Bullock. <laughs> Kamesh G doesn't think so, but that doesn't stop Batman from investigating Bullock further, which leads him to Rupert Thorne, who doesn't seem to think Conway's words carry much water. Someone pretending to be Bullock, on the other hand, does carry much water. Sop, sop into the police station where they put the squeeze on Joey the Snail, another mafia informant, who's not a snail, but okay. Patsy's investigation, meanwhile, is treading water until a chance find of a peculiar scale on the recovered boat leads him to deduce, well, not immediately, but... One chance homonym and a visit to Ocean World later that the person doing all the mischief is one killer croc. He did not see the title graphic. Anyway, <laughs> croc has Conway and the snail holed up in his underwater sea cave from which Batman rescues them after a tussle with the malformed, maladjusted ex-wrestler. The world's greatest detective can't get enough of investigation though investigating, so he goes micro-fishing instead of tying up Croc and finds that Bullock is the true target of all this flotsam and jetsam. Croc lies in wait for Bullock, Bats lies even weightier. How all these people fit into an automobile is, uh, don't worry about it. Bats and Croc end up in the sewers for a rematch. Maybe during his visit to Ocean World, Batman picked up something about Crocs being sensitive to light, so he flashbangs him and lets Bullock take the credit for the capture, keeping Gotham safe with only a significant damage to its sewage infrastructure. Yeah, that's, that's fine. After the hit uh, that the Sewer King laid on it, uh, it's, there's not much room left down there for uh, actual sewage. I mean, I'm pretty sure Batman wanted to light it on fire after the Sewer King, so... <laughs> Don't light it on fire! I live down here! <laughs> Uh. Some excellent turns of phrase in there, Michelle. Very good. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you. Uh, uh, everyone seems very confused by uh, Bullock's use of shuck and jive. Yes. So I feel like yeah, you, should, right? you should just jump right into that. Well, that's our kids that love is... Batman, Batman moment, right? Yes. I, I suppose so. It, I mean, the, the voice actor delivers it like a swear, which is how it's written. Yeah, I like, thought it was shucking jive, which was like, whoa, that's on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, what is this shuck and jive? Like, very good. But that is that is a real expression. I have heard it in mm. the wild. It's not just like something on paper. I, it, it does sound odd, but... Uh, it I sure bet, does. I bet it was one of those things where they tried to sell something much worse, and that's what they got. They, the script just said, what is this bullshit? And they're like, you yeah. can't... Come on. What are you trying to do here? All right, well, how about shuck sure and jive? Char we're, we're pretty sure it's in character for Harvey. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. can you shuck while you jive, or are they... You know, I, adjacent I, operations? I believe this expression may be one of those unfortunately, like, right. casually racist things mm. that uh, I, I might be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure it has its origins in something uncomfortable and unpleasant. Mm. So. Uh, yeah. So there is that. It, awesome. I'm pretty sure it comes from like minstrel shows or something like that. So. Okay. So there is that. But I was gonna, I was gonna say I thought Shuck was removing oysters from their shells. It's also shucking corn, which mm. you know, like uh, servants on a plantation might do. Oh god damn it! Okay, yeah, all right. Moving on. So I, I could be, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But yeah, in in any case, I don't think they were intentionally trying to be no. jerks. I would hope not. No, it's just an expression. It's like the word people used to use for Romani people that we don't use anymore. Like, you didn't know. You know what yep. I mean? Looking it up now, it absolutely is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but anyway, that was a real expression. And it was very funny just because the guy very much sounded like he was saying, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Which I loved. That's just, that's what he said in my head anyway. Mm -hmm. That's not racist. I remember the term no, that's shucks why fuck being is such a great more, word. more more popular as a substitute for, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I come from oyster country, so there were a lot of shuck you jokes. Ah, to be back in oyster country, watching the wild oysters roam free Ugh. across you, the Great Plains. You ever eat an oyster, Matt? Yes, I actually did have. I like disgusting. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. You think everything is disgusting. I know. How do you not think swallowing some snot that came from the ocean is not disgusting. I'm complicated. Also, the sea is delicious. Like, mm. basically everything in the sea is delicious. 
Well, here's a nice way to bring us back on, on track, then. How do you think Killer Croc tastes? Uh, like chicken. Kind of meaty. Yeah, mm. hard to chew. I mean, everything tastes like chicken. That's the default answer. But he, he He's difficult to chew. You think? He's got a thick, leathery hide. Well, okay, but you got all the scales, so... Yeah, you gotta boil that guy for a while. So many scales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Each one looking like a little, like the little foot off of a turkey. That's yeah. So Batman's got this like I thought it was like a glove for mm. a doll or something, like mm-hmm. just under his microscope. Like wh- what? But I think that is what a actual, I guess, alligator scale looks like or a crocodile scale. It, if they I do, guess. I'm not sure. Not. I haven't spent much. Yeah. I haven't spent much time around gators. Yeah, also, I mean, he's supposed to be a crocodile, which aren't indigenous to North America, probably just because someone looked at a crocodile and said, ooh, I could make a guy out of that. Mm. <laughs> but I don't know. This kind of leads me to my good thing. I like that Killer Croc doesn't have a, a tragic backstory or mm. any kind of an origin story. He's just yeah. a big, dumb croc- guy who was born like like a crocodile. Like, he's got mm-hmm. scales and sharp teeth and yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I kind of enjoy that. You know that somewhere a... there's someone who wants to do the killer croc origin story properly and give him, I don't know, make his dad the Joker or something, you know. Almost. I certainly. was bitten by a radioactive crocodile. Well, I mean, Matt, you're the you're the reigning comics expert here. Like, mm. is there is his deal in the comics ever anything but he's just a lizard guy? He starts off as a guy with like a skin with like a skin thing mm. that makes him look like a crocodile. Later on, he gets mutated into being a giant like crocodile Hulk. No, oh, so he 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 leans into it and like gets like uh, alterations or whatever. Yeah, I th- it's something like that. It was back in Hush, which is terrible. So mm. when but, when did uh, he when when did Killer Croc like he doesn't feel like a Silver Age guy to me? He's but... an eighties uh, he's an eighties character. Mm. But I think I read Jerry Conway created him. Mm. That tracks. I mean, here I did a little. I did a little research because they get the they get his last name wrong at the end of this, and it really threw me off. I was just like, his last name is it's. It's like Ed Killer Croc Jenkins was arrested today. I'm like, it's not his last name. Yeah, but you know, they change things. They're allowed. This is a different universe. Waylon Killer Croc Jenkins. Yeah, it's Waylon Jennings, the uh, the country singer. Yeah, of course. I think he sang the uh, Dukes of Hazard theme song. <laughs> no, I don't know. And also, he's a he. He was a wrestler. Mm. Which yeah, I kind of yeah. like like that's he. He didn't immediately turn to a life of supervillainy. He's just like, I don't know. I'm a big strong guy. I could make money wrestling. There's a there's. A, I, I like any time Batman has to fight a wrestler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that come up a lot? A little bit. It's this guy and then Bane. That's two wrestlers. Well, yeah. I guess. I guess. Yeah. That makes mm. sense. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I I like how dumb he is in particular. Anytime Batman has to fight a Wessel man. <laughs> See, you're going to be doing the terrible Bane voice when Bane shows up. I'm just going to be doing the strong bad voice. Yes. It will be very painful for me. For you. Yep. Won't be talking uh, about him having a great, like, sexy Ricardo Montalban voice. He should be, you know, doing that. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what Bane yeah. on this show sounds yeah. like. There'll be yeah. plenty of time for mumbly Bane later. Oh yes, not for this show. There won't. <laughs> that's what I mean. Never on this show. There'll be plenty of time for that. Well, yes. Whoever we get around to the Harley Quinn show, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the version that they do, and they think it's hilarious, and it's and they're right. I mean, it is. I just don't think so. <sighs> All right, let's uh, let's move on. Hmm. Uh, so that was my good thing, Vishal. What do you have? Well, I mean, we've been talking about the animation on this show a lot because I'm an animation nerd, always have been, always will be. Hmm. I I mean, I've been talking to myself, listening to you guys while you talk about the animation. The animation in this is very good. So that's my good thing. I know it's an easy thing, but let's sort of drill down on this one. There's a lot of great, I, I guess I'm not an animation professional, but... I'd like to call it just sort of particle and material work here. There's lots of great rain and bubbles and waves and explosions in there. And mm-hmm. that's, it's, it's all well done. It's off Something its own. Something that jumped out at me. Hmm. And, and this was a, this was a background thing, not a, uh, not an animation thing, but uh, when Rupert Thorne's in his greenhouse, hmm. the, the glass is right. like 
stained and it just it like it's got spots on it and it just mm-hmm. it's a great detail that they didn't have to put there but oh it yeah looks, it looks really good so, so we mm-hmm. talked about this uh before that uh the animation was you guys talked about acom and those guys were terrible to the point where they got fired from this show uh mm-hmm. this was handled by a company called spectrum uh animation who are also uh, japanese I don't know about Acom, but a lot of the show these were were handled by Japanese people, and supposedly Spectrum went out of business because of the attention to detail they used to obsess over and everything that they literally oh, went back. Oh, these the guys we talked about with the uh, the the frost in yeah. The, in, so uh, I uh, believe Mr. that's yeah. yeah yeah. So they've done things like on leather wings, heart of ice, and they'll do mm-hmm. things like POV and even Beaver the Grey Ghost. So yeah, mm-hmm. they were known for paying attention to the point of bankruptcy like quite literally so you know that's a hell of a way to go out of business if, if i had an animation studio and that's the reason it failed i think i'd be okay with that yeah mm-hmm. we just cared too much yeah those guys are all getting jobs somewhere else hopefully like that's that's bullshit at a at a job interview usually what's your what's mm-hmm. your biggest drawback i care too much but yeah. literally they did <laughs> yep i think we actually we talked about this not the last time I was here, but before then, when we did Bravest Warriors, and I talked mm-hmm. a little about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, ta- I told you that there are, there would they would call in specific artists for specific sequences, you know, because they were good at doing explosions or good at doing. Mm. So yeah, yeah. I, not just that they would send these to a specific studio that was good, but also within that studio there would be like named people, uh, you know, oh, yeah. there are people this, who get much. This animator handles this yeah. well. You mm. need to, yeah. That's great. In fact, I think that same account that I talked about before, this Twitter account that uh, ha- does this sort of thing, that highlights this thing, was did put out something from the Feet of Clay episode, you know, where uh, uh, Clayface is going part through two, some I of his, tra- his transformations. Mm-hmm. I assume part two, because part one. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, part the two good there. One. I know this is not the episode here, but part two of that yeah. was handled by one of the better ones. Uh, I think Tokyo animation mm-hmm. studio whatever they're called and one of the mm-hmm. more flamboyant directors altieri mm-hmm. kevin altieri ah. but this was not bad yeah, i believe i believe he stuck around through uh justice league i'm pretty mm. sure we'll see that name like again which is, which mm, is nice. pretty cool uh but the writing on the other hand mm. yeah ugh, mm. there's some this is my bad thing there's some really bad dialogue like croc's got some and you know again i like that he's a dumb guy He's got mm. some, I'm gonna eat your head, Batman. <laughs> like, just just painful. But then Batman's retorts to him are just as bad. Yeah. No, you're not. Like, I'm gonna eat your head, Croc. Yeah, it's just, it's it's such first draft placeholder. Like, this show's usually better than that, you know? Yeah, I mean, even, uh, the, fight. even the Rupert Thorne encounter that we liked, uh, animation-wise, mm. is lifted by that animation. The writing is not that great, really. No, it's really not. But but nevertheless, Matt, this is your good thing, yeah. I like that scene with Rupert oh, Thorne yeah. a lot. Um, you're you're me- so basically he gra- he grabs him, uh, and then Thorne's men come in to shoot him, and he sort of grabs him in like a chokehold and goes, "Your men better, better be very good shots." Yeah, he and starts he using him nas- as a human shield. He has the nastiest smile on his face, <laughs> and I don't get to see Batman smile very often because uh, DC refuses to do it these days. <laughs> He's got uh, he's got two in this. Hmm. He's got that, and then at the very end, when Bullock's being a complete asshole on mm-hmm. on the news, he's like, "Yeah, that's my guy." Mm-hmm. And he has, my boy. he has a small smile in the other episode. So, yeah, this is Smiley Batman week, I guess. No, it's 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 a it's a modern thing now. Like DC just will not let. You, it's a thing you can't do apparently if you're wor- right working on DC Comics. The thing is, I get it. Like, I understand Batman's supposed to be grim and serious, and that's the mm-hmm. version most of us think of, if you're not thinking of the 60s one, but, sure. you know. I just don't like my Batman to be a dick, which is really easy to roll into a lot of the time. I kind of do, only because I like that this, like, when we get to Justice League and Batman Beyond, we've talked about this a lot, mm. but, like, mm. he he becomes less social, harder to work with, just a, just a complete asshole, and I kind of like that. Yeah. Now there was there was a time in like the early aughts when he was just unbearable to read in mm. in the comics. Just everything he said was just stay out of Gotham, shut up. No, there's like what, eighty books written here. What what I like is mm. in in this 
in this overall sort of, if you look at it, is it a very long arc, you know, over this universe, mm. is, like, uh, the progression. Right now... Oh, yeah. Right now he knows how to smile. He's, he... Like, in the next episode, he really looks after uh, Dick Grayson. Like, mm-hmm. he's... he's straight up compassionate for him but he's but he's he's kind of condescendingly compassionate we'll get to that in the next yeah. episode yeah yeah but 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 he shows some genuine concern whereas like I'll because i rewatched those slow. later ones so much i see i okay that was a little condescending you're right but again the later version of him wouldn't even do that he's just yeah. like get in the car you're robin shut up yeah mm-hmm. and i i kind of like as he becomes more obsessed and more dragged into this life, just he pushes everyone away yeah. and like, well, yeah, I, that's his story. And I, I love that. I think they also offset a lot of that or rather they, they front load it to him because they have a bad family who can add more levity. Yeah. Right now he's oh, yeah. the only thing. So No. And when, and when this transformation really starts is when you have Barbara and Tim around, you yeah. have, mm-hmm. you have two very sort of cheerful kids around to, to offset that a bit. Right now, all he's got is bitchy Alfred. That doesn't really count. <laughs> Which, oh boy, let's talk oh, about that. Very the, good. I, I brought you a croc. A croc, oh, of boy. course. Uh-huh. And this is your bad thing, yeah, Matt? Yeah, so um, it's nice to see Batman do some detective work, but I'm not sure how Alfred saying croc and then a trip to the zoo... <laughs> Resulted in in him figuring out where these two mob guys are being stashed underwater. Mm-hmm. Like the the episode really wants you to wants to trick you into thinking that Batman is putting it together when actually it's it's just the script yeah. going along. Like, hang on, That's let, part of the let's let's play talking. it out. He's sitting in the Batcave in his full yeah. Bat uniform, uh, mm-hmm. Bat suit, examining a scale, examining mm-hmm. a scale. Uh, then he makes this connection based on the sound of the word croc. So then he yeah, gets... Alfred arrives with a croc of soup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a microwavable croc. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then he gets out of the suit, dresses up as Bruce Wayne, probably mm-hmm. drives to the ocean world, wherever that is in mm-hmm. Gotham, goes to the mm-hmm. croc exhibit, waits for the recorded uh, guide to say that, you know, crocs go and <laughs> live in underwater caves. And then he goes, of course. And then he comes back, of course. gets back into the bat suit, uh, turns on the bat sub, does the bat sub prep because, you know, you can't just take a bat sub out. You need to make sure that it's all, uh, you know, Yeah, ship-shaped. atomic batteries to power, yeah, uh, turbines, turbines, turbines to speed. speed, of course. Yeah, and then the bat sub has to go and locate. Probably he's doing this for weeks. You never know. You're just yeah, like Batman, finding the, the caves. Gotham Harbor is vast. <laughs> it's yep. just lousy with caves. Uh-huh. And, you it's, know. It's a very Adam Westian mm-hmm. leap. It's a like very, they, like, of course. They want you to think that he's doing detective work, but really it's just like, uh, he's got to find him somehow. I don't know. He goes to SeaWorld. Uh so uh, I bought you that microscope for Christmas. You never use it. Look, I'm using it right now. See, I'm looking I at use this it scale. All the scale. <laughs> I use it all the time. That's not helping. It's it's, it's clearly visible. Like it's it doesn't have any microscopic things mm-hmm. on it. Uh, by the way, uh, Ocean World, a rare time when it hasn't been broken into by the penguin. <laughs> yeah, of course, just so he can hang out. Because not just birds, but also fish, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the, the penguin is there, but like because he showed up as Bruce, he's like, I've got no time for you now. Mm-hmm. He's just hanging out by the penguin tank, just like, yes, my feathered friends. <laughs> Oswald, Bruce. Mm-hmm. We know each other. We're both rich. Yeah. Have to see each other at society crap all the time. Shouldn't you be in jail? Yeah. Okay, fair enough, I guess. That's your answer? Ah. Ah. Walk, walk, walk. Yeah, there you go, of course. They can't, you can't keep me in jail. I was mayor. Mm. Briefly. Different penguin. Mm -hmm. Also, different penguin. There were two different versions, I think, that were mayor, weren't there? So many penguins. There was was Danny DeVito, and then there was also Mm -hmm. Burgess Meredith. This is a veritable march of the penguins. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> and then they all died. <laughs> so he has a narrator walking behind him all the time. <laughs> he has Morgan Freeman walking behind him all the time, narrating his life. I, I, are you ever going to release me? Nope. 
<laughs> Keep narrating. Shh. Shut up and talk about how I robbed this bank. Stop poking Penguin. me with that umbrella. Penguin robs the bank. <laughs> what a great movie. Cobblepot so, crawled through 500 meters. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was, I don't remember. It can't be 500 meters. It would be. Came out smelling of shit on the other side. <laughs> Bird crap. Smelling of fish on the other side. The Danny DeVito penguin always smells like shit and fish. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, so, Michelle, we kind of already talked about your bad thing, but let's yeah. let's get into this. Well, yeah, the plot just never came together for me. The I said that a lot of this was held up by the uh, lifted and by the animation work. But if if you and in summarizing it, I wrote a nice long proper summary, and then I read it. I thought, well, this makes no sense. Why should I? <laughs> Let me just you yeah. know. Mm. Uh, that's definitely happened to me from time to time doing the show and the other show it's like oh boy when I write all this down like from wow. from minute uh-huh. one I don't know why uh, Steve Buscemi is on a boat you know mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's the Zack Snyder verse where he was in Metropolis which is across the bay and then they were bringing him over in a boat and mm-hmm. then I don't understand why Killer Croc wants to either kill him or but how does bombing the boat frame Bullock and how does you know how does picking up Joey the snail frame Bullock also, because that <laughs> also Croc you're just a big muscly guy just go yeah. just go eat his head yeah man yeah. <clears throat> it looks so much easier than like pretending to be like. Maybe while he was in jail, he realized I can only do one impression, and it's Harvey Bullock. I know what I can do. Mm. Let let me frame this guy who put me away, and lay, mm. lie in wait in his car for some reason. <laughs> Which Batman is all also in, as you pointed out. Move o- move over, Croc. Shut up, Batman. Yes, I mean I know that factually this is incorrect. Don't uh, correct us, nerds. But yes, Batman and Killer Croc and Harvey Bullock were all in that car, and no one knew. Yes. <laughs> and those are all big guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, also, the ease with which Croc fools people, not just with the voice, but just mm-hmm. by, by putting a coat on. Yeah, hey, I'm Harvey Bullock. Oh, while, that's, while Harvey Bullock. Still, that's him, all right. While yeah. still sopping wet. And that's the thing. Yeah, I'm guessing uh-huh. people are like, oh, look, there's Harvey Bullock trailing seawater again. <laughs> like he does, because he went for his for his lunchtime swim. Like he does. Well, he was the only yeah, person to keep fit. He was the only person who didn't have the police issue ma- Manny Faces uniform. Yes, of course. <laughs> she really did. She looked like mm-hmm. Manny Faces. She had Manny Faces. Uh huh. Oh, what a clever name. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. This I don't know. This one just it didn't grab me. Like I have no, I have nothing against Killer yeah. Croc, but. Sure. I have nothing for him either, and uh, this was not... Mm. <laughs> it just wasn't a very good episode, I thought. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. You, you seem to disagree a little bit. I you, did. The, did here's the thing. I, I don't know. <laughs> yes, okay. yes. Agreed. I'm not trying I didn't, to convince you not to. I'm just curious I, what your reaction was. No, I like. I didn't hate it. I wasn't bored watching it or anything, but there's... like, If you dig into it by e- even a little bit, there's just nothing here, you know? Yeah, but... I'm okay with that with a fun episode. Mm, mm. Like, if it doesn't make sense, but it's silly, that's yeah. okay. But it wasn't. It was supposed to be kind of serious. But, I mean, like, you know, I got, like you said, I got nothing for Killer Croc other than that I'm aware of him. You know, mob episodes always, they got to work to sort of grab mm. to, to grab me. Like, you, if you're going to do a mob episode, it's got to be pretty good to get my attention. You do I seem just... to be coming around on Rupert Thorne, though. Yeah, no, he's fine. It's like his, before, you actively were just like, "Ugh, this guy, ugh, a waste this guy, of time." Yeah. It's his cool hair. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, no, mm-hmm. I'm down for it. He, for him, he's a good, uh, he's a good uh, kingpin stand-in for, yeah, for Batman. But uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. This is like, it, this is definitely not going to reach my top ten. But also, like, I don't I, care about it. Yeah. I think it might be in my bottom ten, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a, it's not a sewer king or a uh, boss biggest, but it's, it's mm. still just, it's bland. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. Uh, see, if it was just bland, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. I wouldn't think it was bad, but yeah. it it was worse than that because of that dialogue. Just mm. there's some painful dialogue in this, <laughs> uh, uh, including uh, the mm-hmm. the infamous uh, logical leap moment, which I believe is your quote, Michelle. <laughs> yes, it is. This is the 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 part after uh, Batman has looked at that microscope for hours and hours and, mm-hmm. and, dis- and figured out that it's a scale but it's a human uh, 
cellular material mm-hmm. so and then then alfred shows up with the uh, the crock of mike the microwaveable crock and says this in any event i've made your favorite french onion soup and when you let it get cold this time note that it's in a microwaveable crock crock alfred you're beautiful yeah and see that's it. i like that's it i like see for catwoman <laughs> I liked that line in and of itself. Like, I thought it was just a, a nice little weird detail that Alfred was like, ugh, you never eat the soup I give you. Okay, fine. You can reheat it this time, okay? But then it it was part of the plot. And I was like, oh, man, that was just kind of a bitchy Alfred moment that I liked. Yeah. And they ruined it. Yeah. You tried to make it important, and you just made it dumb. But I, yep. I, I have to say, within all that, you know, Kevin Conroy going, Alfred, you're beautiful. It's just. Yeah, I do like that. <laughs> Then the, the love theme comes. Da, da, yeah. I mean, even without context, if you want, you can just chop out just the bit where he says, Alfred, you're beautiful, because that's the quote. The rest of it is, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Alfred is a good comeback, but. Yeah. No, that is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Anything else about this one? Mm, I think that's everything I got. Did we shuck enough jives? Uh, you can never shuck enough jive, I don't think. Mm. Or jive enough turkey? I'm mm-hmm. not sure. <laughs> um, oh, there was one more thing just before that. When he hands him the soup, he says, you've, you've been rooted to that spot for nearly an hour. And I just wrote down, is sitting in front of a computer for an hour a long time? Because, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> he was concerned because he'd been there for a whole hour. <laughs> a whole hour sitting at a computer. Can you imagine? Nope. Can you imagine that Batman probably doesn't get any work done now because he's just on, you know, TikTok? Uh huh. Tinder, probably. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. What What social networks would Batman be on? I feel like that's probably like an SNL sketch or something. No, that's a BuzzFeed <laughs> article. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, it exactly. Yeah. The top yep. eleven uh, hmm. social. Ugh. Ugh. And the four he won't be on. Yes. All right, let's move on then to Fear of Victory. Our chilling tale begins at Gotham University, a presumably elite institution whose motto should probably be, not all of our professors become supervillains. Dick Grayson, a wholesome American, all-American teen in an early Ditko-era Peter Parker sweater vest, is chilling with his roommate, star athlete Brian Rogers. And if you're saying to yourself, should the name Dick Grayson mean anything to me? Then, first of all, let me commend you on your resistance to pop culture osmosis. And second, that's Robin. You know, Robin, the character who's been here this whole time who says that he hasn't. But never mind him, because seriously, can this show even go five minutes without making everything about Dick Grayson? God! We're more concerned with the thrilling adventures of Brian, who is a football player and also a recent Telegram recipient. Said telegram uses the word fear about 36 times and is also signed the Scarecrow, a guy who will make you fear things. And even includes a PS that says that ridiculous mustachioed bellhop who delivered the telegram is actually me, the Scarecrow. Sure, but what could it mean? (laughs) Then, seemingly at random, Brian blows the big game because suddenly he's irrationally terrified, just like a whole bunch of other athletes have been lately. Okay, but what could possibly be causing all of this? Also, some ridiculous mustachioed bellhop has been betting on games that were decided by athletes suddenly becoming irrationally terrified. Right, but who? Oh my god, it's the Scarecrow! Dr. Jonathan Crane, holy Christ, Batman! Do you have to test the telegram for Scarecrow dust first? Yes, apparently he does. Then he has to test that dust on a massive pack of lab cats he just happens to have in the Batcave. But hang on, he says. Scarecrow is definitely an Arkham. I'm sure it's definitely him in that cell and not an actual dummy made out of hay. I'll just open the door and check on it. Ah, an actual dummy made out of hay. So I guess that must be Scarecrow out there committing all these very specific fear-based crimes. World's greatest detective, everyone! As a side note, the DC Animated Universe wiki we've been consulting lists the following under production inconsistencies. In the Arkham Asylum, that's how they say it, by the way, the Arkham Mm -hmm. Asylum, as Batman walks toward the Scarecrow's uh, uh, cell, he walks past Joker, Poison Ivy, and Two-Face. They're depicted wearing their criminal attire. As incarcerated patients, they should all be wearing institutional uniforms and not their costumes. Boy, I hope somebody was fired for that blunder. So Batman and Robin, who was also infected by the deadly telegram, head out to stop the Scarecrow. And since this show, and since this entire show has to be about Robin, 
Dick overcomes his chemically induced fear and helps save the day. Way to hog the spotlight, Dick. So, Brian is signed to the Gotham Batmans, which is apparently <laughs> the professional football franchise in this town. And Scarecrow is returned to Arkham. Hopefully not in his criminal attire, because, I mean, one inconsistency is forgivable, but two is a pattern, guys. Yeah, uh, so every Gotham sports team is called the Knights. All right. Uh, except, for, except for the baseball team, which is called the Black Sox. Okay. Because That's Batman wears black socks. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. So this one wasn't bad. It was fine. Like, I found I found some stuff to rag on, but it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was pretty good. I haven't watched this show in its entirety for a long time, and this one felt mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is the show that I used to watch. This is this has all the the little quirks and things of 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 a good Batman. Uh, what do you, What do you mean by that? Like, what what things changed from earlier episodes to this one? Well, compared to the previous one, let's say, because I have not been watching okay. these recently. The okay. Let's let me just get into my good thing here because I I know you we all talk right. about the music we talk about never skipping the intro because it has a great theme and great animation and all that yeah. but the the music is a great thing on this show but I love how quiet this show is it's mm-hmm. there's a lot of silence there's a lot of just just voices not even a lot of sound effects it's not a lush soundscape and that's very much against the norm of the time for animation it's very much against the, the norm now and it just makes that mm. that score shine more even the the bernard herman ripoff no and and that's the thing i notice a lot like i hmm. i pay much more attention to the way things sound than the way they look like i miss a lot of the animation stuff but i noticed this at the time and i notice it now just like you're right like the choice when to use score and then when they do it's almost always excellent and mm. The sound effects, like, this is the test for me, and I've said this before, and I know most people think this is insane, and who cares, but so many TV shows and cartoons use exactly the same mm. door-opening sound mm-hmm. effect, and it drives me nuts, and the show doesn't. <laughs> it passes the door test. So that makes me happy. They That means they didn't just go to the stock list of sound effects and take door number one. They actually put, like, a minute into it, and like, okay, it's what a, this sound like? It's a very nice. deliberate soundscape i think it ties into yeah. that whole how ago was this in that everything is quieter it it gives you that but, feeling of an old sort of staged movie that's shot, shot mm-hmm. on a set or something like that where you don't have a lot of background noise you don't have extraneous even just like uh room tone or things like that no and and we joke a lot of course about like how ago it was but mm-hmm. like i it's one like including the sounds uh, uh the soundscape i think it's one of the ways the show has remained timeless for hmm. 30 years and will probably continue to do so because there's not a lot in here that really dates it, which mm. I really like. like yeah. It doesn't feel in so many ways watching this does not feel like if you didn't, if you didn't have a specific memory of watching this, you, it doesn't scream. Oh, well this was made in the early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. And the, which I really the, like. the thing I was afraid of coming back is that now that it's let's say 20 years removed from when i've last seen it in, properly it does not even mm-hmm. feel like it's a forced nostalgia it it feels no. of its time it, it feels of itself it doesn't feel of its time no all the choices like you said are deliberate it's not like they're uh, you know sort of uh, fan servicing like well batman was created in the 40s so mm. this this city looks like the 40s no mm-hmm. it it just i don't know it contributes to that sort of stylish timeless look you know i love it mm-hmm. in, in fact that kind of brings me to i wanted to talk about uh, the the design of robin and how i like how he looks modern more modern than like robin did in the comics at the time like he's just his, his little like uh hair spike mm-hmm. yeah without looking extreme 90s like they did a good mm-hmm. job of like okay this let's not draw him like a, a 50s greaser maybe but uh, also let's not give him like ridiculous spiky anime hair that's going to look outdated in 5 years yeah and and then he takes the robin suit off and he looks like he's from 1955 so he he like he looks literally like he could like just burt ward just walked in mm. yeah no the scene at the end where they're watching tv together it, it just if you squint it could just be like Burt Ward and, and Adam West. It's ridiculous. All they're missing is a chess game and Aunt Harriet to come in. I mean, mm-hmm. Bruce is even wearing a turtleneck. So. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it was just Dick. Like, I think it was an intentional choice to, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I, these I, two sitting together in Bruce's study, well, I know what that looks like. Yep. This entire episode goes very Batman 66 by the end of it. 
Oh yeah. Not as crazy, but yeah. The mood is there. No, I could definitely see I could definitely see this if they'd ever used the scarecrow on 66. Hmm. Oh, like, like with like maybe with some more jokes or whatever, but like this is pretty spot on. In the in the show, I could imagine that the scare toxin would have been inside the football, and then Batman would be on the field and score a definitely football. yes, a, a score a field run home goal because that's what I know about American soccer. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> I like calling it American soccer. Um. <laughs> I mean, again, with the how ago is this? They're wearing leather helmets, which I'm pretty sure uh, professional and college sports have not done in like 50 years. I could be wrong. Yeah, that's like some 1910s shit. I'm like, no, I know it happened in like the 50s at least because I've Mm -hmm. I've seen like uh, shorts on Mystery Science Theater of like, you know, black and white footage of of guys wearing that. But uh, it hasn't been a thing for a very long time. Yeah, I really. The the only other with this episode, the only other yeah. reference I have for this is I think George Clooney made a movie about yeah football, American football, and they were wearing these sort of leather things. So I don't know how was ago it a that was. Movie? It was a period yeah. movie, but I don't know what period it was. Yeah, because I mean that's just one of those things that that screams old timey to me. Is like, yeah. that's mm. how you signal like it's a long time ago, but. Who knows? The, the, the only thing this thing was missing was if Scarecrow had shown up at the game in one of those big college coats with a little flag. Yes, the big, the, the giant fur coat holding yeah. a pennant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go team! Mm-hmm. See, I don't think 66 would have done any of this because there's some mm. legit scary stuff here. Right. Yeah. They would have gone sillier with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about the I staging. I assume why they never used this. Scarecrow. Okay. No, I said we talked about the, the, the staging of this being very... Uh, very uh, lots of Dutch angles, lots of horror movie oh, kind yeah. of uh, looks mm-hmm. without actually having. Uh, but yeah, there were enough scares. There were enough menace. I feel like I mean they they redesigned Scarecrow first of all from mm-hmm. from the first time, and I feel like between that and some of the choices to to represent the fear, like they they've done a much better job of making him seem scary this time. Yeah, I let's talk about my bad thing here because other than. I love his design, but I didn't really care for his voice. I, I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't know what a good scarecrow voice is. I've heard so many different ones. I think even in the Arkham games, it's not consistent between the three of them in, mm-hmm. in how He's they do it. Heavily modi- modified in the Arkham games too. Oh, He's right. got like a voice filter on. Because right. that's that uh, dream sequence, right? Yeah. 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 But it, I love the design. I love the fact that you're not even quite sure that he's a human being under that. You know, he could mm-hmm. just be like a bunch of false teeth and wooden eyes and <laughs> actual hay. Yeah, that's oh. really gross, Michelle. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, and, I, and th- weirdly, that brings me to my good thing. Just how stupid this is. This feels mm. very '66 in a way that I loved. The scarecrow left, I said this in my summary, left a literal scarecrow made out of hay in his cell at Arkham, and it fooled everyone. Like, the only, he only had two extra details. He had one guard who was, like, uh, throwing away his dinner so people thought he was eating it, and he had mm-hmm. a rocking mechanism to make it look like he was in a rocking chair. Otherwise, just a just a stuffed hay dummy, and everyone's like, well, that's definitely the scarecrow. I, j- I I want to see him working on that. It's like it's like his project on the in the arc of like arts and crafts class or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like slow, I'm putting together an elaborate device to rock a rocking chair, so no one will know I'm not in my cell. And the oh, warden is like, very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. That's good, Jonathan. You're really coming along. Mm-hmm. Life size, you but see. Between between that and his fucking absurd disguise, which <laughs> is just like a bellhop's outfit and a and a, and a coat and a, a big mustache, mm-hmm. it's but the combo, the right? It's the it's the the glasses that have the giant nose and the mustache. He's, yeah, he looks like he could be three kids in a trench coat. I love it. Yeah, is Scarecrow it's Vincent such... Adult Man? <laughs> he could be. I'm going to business now. <laughs> I just and I love his whole bit at the bookie, mm-hmm. where like he's picking up this giant. Like the bookie's really pissed off because he's like all he's been doing is coming in every day and like leaving with huge stacks of money that he won. Yes, the bookie's like, signs on him. listen, you've been in here every day. You just keep leaving with all my money. What's your name? And he goes, just call me Lucky. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And the bookie goes, "That's a really weird name to be to be called when you're ripping off a book when you might be ripping a bookie off." Mm-hmm. And Scarecrow goes, "That's right. Now excuse me while I go rip you off further." Yeah. I, just how brazen he is with all of it is is great. I don't know. I I enjoy him. Yeah. And Bucky watches him go just like, something's up with that guy who just said he was definitely cheating me. See, mm. this is the reason, this is the weird thing where this episode works, even though the plot is stupid and this game is stupid, where mm-hmm. the previous one doesn't work despite it being more elaborate. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Like, it's definitely in the writing, mm. but... There's there's more to it than that. I don't know because like sometimes I don't like when things get too stupid, but mm-hmm. here it was the sweet spot because probably because there was some genuine menace as well. Right. Oh yeah. I think it was the mix of both things because the like when when Dick is up there like uh, having his vertigo moment, like it's it's very much like the movie Vertigo in that it's actually kind of terrifying. Mm-hmm. And. I don't know. I really enjoyed that. No, there's a good arc for Robin here. And I think this was the first episode that aired with Robin. So it's, it's not a bad first episode. Mm. Well, this takes me to my bad thing. So, okay. Let, putting aside Christmas with the Joker, which we all know was shown out of order. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't count. Yes, it came first. But it, it, it shouldn't have happened yet. Like, where the fuck did Robin come from? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just here. <laughs> there's. I don't need his whole origin necessarily. I know we're going to do like a two-part flashback thing later but Mm -hmm. maybe acknowledge i've i've adopted this boy he's robin now like i like i assume kids probably already knew who batman and robin were but sure i I don't know maybe maybe just say also robin is around but he's at college in the episode or something it just felt very strange yeah it's 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 weird because like they don't for the most part the show doesn't want to use him like it's the batman show starring batman and that's fine yeah, like I, I'm fine with that. It's just like he. It's just the fact that he shows up sometimes, you know. And, and again, and if, without exp- without explanation. If it was just like, oh, Dick just called from school and said he'll be home for Thanksgiving or what, yeah, you know, just something like just to, that's just, it. Just yeah. keep and, reminding us every now and then that he yeah, exists. Like the explanation is super simple. He's just off of college. He doesn't have time to be Robin all the time now. But also, and, that begs the question: How long has Robin been a thing? Mm-hmm. Like if he's college aged, uh, most versions of Robin show up when they're much younger. So, mm-hmm. d- so that means Batman's been Batman for probably ten years, and maybe for five of those, Robin's been. You know what I mean? Like, it, well, I was looking at them both chilling on the couch together, and I'm like, well, there's the thirty year old man who adopted a twenty five year old boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I don't care about the specific timeline. Like I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not nitpicking. I'm really not. It, but I sure. I would like a general idea of how long Batman has been Batman. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. a just a broad estimate to round it to the nearest five years. Like, sure, is he just starting out, or has he been doing this a while? And well, I, we know from this fucks uh, that up. I have no idea. We know from Joker's favor that he, he's been around at least two years. Do we? Or that do was we the know flashback that... that says it's two years later. Yes, the Joker's been around that long. Well, no, and Batman is chasing him. Oh, that's true. You're in right. the you're flashback. Right. Yeah, you're right. Okay, that's that is good. all we know, though. No, I, and again, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna call this a, you know, a flaw of the show, and I'm not gonna obsess over it too much. I'm just, I just wonder, like, mm-hmm. a lot of the things Batman does uh, that feel a little out of character to me, I dismiss as like, well, he's only been doing this for a couple of years, but this implies he's been at it for quite some time. So I, yeah, I, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, it doesn't matter though. No, it really doesn't matter. Um, Matt, what was your bad thing? Uh. Why does Batman have so many cats to do experiments <laughs> on? <laughs> we all got this point. There's yeah, a there's a there's a lot of stuff I could have gotten into in this episode, but the fact that Batman has six boxes of cats that he just does weird experiments on is very upsetting to me. Uh, Selena left him, and uh, yeah. yeah, that that was our theory that he's if he's let's say he's been doing this for ten years, like we just uh, posited, mm-hmm. he's put away Catwoman, maybe what? every quarter once a three four times a year mm-hmm. so that's like so 30 or 40 times he's put this woman away every time and she's always got like eight cats yep. in her apartment and mm-hmm. you know bruce being a softy takes these cats in he doesn't know what to do with them and now he's just got cats throughout the game why doesn't he just start like the wayne tech home for wayward cats or something also they keep eating the bats in the cave which nobody wants <laughs> That's impressive, though, if they leap from those big, like, mm-hmm. uh, 
landings that he has and, and actually catch a bat and don't oh, die. Yeah. That's, they deserve that that meal, you know? Well, the amount of cats that have gone sailing off of a ledge in the back cave. <laughs> oh, there's so many cat skeletons down there. I mean, they land on their feet, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, they land on their shattered foot bones, sure. <laughs> well, as someone who draws things, we've well established that I don't like, you know, I always put in more detail, but surely in a proper production environment with professionals, they wouldn't... Just say, okay, there are like 10 cats there. There don't need to be 10 cats there. They need one cat and a mouse for the Uh purpose of establishing this. But no, they animated 10 cats there. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to, like, was that in the script or was that like a decision at the the storyboarding? Like, who decided that? Was there there an 8 out of 10 cats joke? (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe that's where they got the the joke from. Mm. Oh yeah, big, big, uh, big Batman fans over at eight out of ten cats. Mm-hmm. Could be. Everyone's a Batman fan. Come on, kids yeah. love Batman. Yeah. Moms also love Batman. Kids moms single moms. really love Batman. Uh-huh. And uh, not single moms. We had a. I don't know. I mean, she was just. She, she was just a lady. We don't know what her deal was, but <laughs> she could have been a mom. <laughs> she could have been. But uh, Batman has one of those moments. You know, again, very '66, where he's having a rooftop fight and he accidentally crashes in through someone's window, and mm-hmm. she's just like, "Oh, handsome Batman, eh?" I mean, this is the dream, right? You're watching TV alone alone in the house, and Batman comes through the window. I mean, that's your dream, I know, but... Mm-hmm. You got me. Uh-huh. No, we, we've talked about this at length. Mm-hmm. I believe we had a sketch about it on our, on our old <laughs> sketch show. Oh, God, that's right. <laughs> I believe our friend Scott Zioko actually drew a picture of you uh, being carried away by Batman now that I think of it. <laughs> I'll have to dig that one up. Mm-hmm. Ah. <sighs> But I don't know. I just I enjoy this show's dedication to showing various women around Gotham and how thirsty they are for Batman. That's the <laughs> oh yeah, uh, it's the only mystery they thing. have. Oh, sorry, what's that? I said it's the only mystery they have in that city. Otherwise, it seems like a dump. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like you would look forward to that. Like finally, Line something interesting. Ah, oh, here's this. But guy, maybe. Though. But maybe I'll get lucky and sex Batman will come through the window. <laughs> you know that's just an urban myth, right? <laughs> it's the sex bat. Look. There's no such thing as the sex bat. <laughs> there are such things as dick bats. Oh, that's true. Well, that's yep. a deep callback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, no, that's uh, that's Batman and Robin's couple name, dick bats. <laughs> yes, father. I shall become a dick bat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what was your good thing? Uh, I love a good Batman visits Arkham and sees all of his bad guys in cells moments. Yes. Uh, like, I, I just love that shit. He just sort of walks in, walks down the hallway. There's Poison Ivy. There's Two-Face flipping his coin. There's the Joker, who we got Mark Hamill back for for one line. Yeah, oh, he also was one of the, the guards later. Like, well, mm. got Mark Hamill, going to use him. Mm-hmm. Uh, while you're here, you want to read for this rando? I guess. Yeah, okay. It's um, two minutes and 20 seconds, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's no, an entire it's tenth of the running time, including credits. Also, also, we're only at episode, like, what, 22, at the, uh, 24 at this point? Yeah. And they're already, like, they've already built enough of a world that you know who these people are, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. Have you had um, a Poison Ivy episode yet, or...? Yes. Okay. Yes. In yeah. fact, in fact, that insufferable wiki pointed out that, well, technically at the end of that episode, she was taken to prison, not to Arkham. So at some point she must have transferred. Yeah. Thanks. Well, maybe they tr- maybe they transferred her when they found out she was obsessed with plants. Yeah. Ass. When she's completely insane. Mm hmm. There, there could be. She's literally sitting in her cell in prison, clutching a plant and laughing like mm-hmm. maybe we should take her to somewhere else talking to it not not the way you're supposed to talk to plants to give them a little carbon dioxide but like having, having a, a full conversation, conversation. yeah, yeah. Uh, also that whole thing about them wearing their costumes like that's I, i've seen a bunch of versions of this where it's like uh, that's part of the therapy is you can't mm-hmm. take you can't yank away their persona or yeah you, it's you'll make them freak yeah. out it's know? an asylum not a prison so i i don't right. get that why that should be a let me ask you this, random guy. Are you going to be the one who has to strip the Joker? <laughs> That's what I thought. Tonight this we of him also strip has... the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> this one also has a damaged tattoo, but not on his forehead. Oh, dear oh no! 
See, I didn't even I didn't even suggest where your mind filled that gap in. Listen, wherever it is on his body yeah. is it's not good. It's damaged. <laughs> oh, that was so terrible. Uh, it sure was. What a terrible character. <laughs> yep. No, I I I get it. Like you don't you don't just say, "No, you're not Two-Face anymore. You're Harvey Dent." Like that would that would make him freak out. What are you doing? Come on. Yeah. Also, come on. How do they handle supervillains in the real world there, Wiki? Well, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. You, you don't know that. because they're not a thing, so shut up. Uh. Anyway. Um, what else? Uh. Oh, I forgot about this. There is a moment in this episode where so they're staked out at the uh at the uh the football game waiting for this guy to get his uh his telegram. And the guy does get a telegram, but it's not the poison telegram. And Batman lets out a grunt that sounds like he just got hit in the face with a rake. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. I'm I'm guessing that on the page that one went H U R M. Rum. Just like vintage Rorschach. Oh yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I can never pronounce because it's just like it's a sound. You can't say herm. <laughs> I don't know. They pull it off in the movie. Yeah, that's mm. true. Um, the telegrams were not a thing in 1992. Like I was, I was a grown up then. I can, I can confirm this. Mm-hmm. Mm. They were a but thing okay, in India. Wearing, they, okay. But that that this, lasted a long I'm time, actually. Sh- I'm pretty sure this doesn't take place in India. Yeah. Did didn't didn't Bob send you a telegram once? No, he did. They they did exist, and they did continue to exist, mm. like into this century. But they mm. weren't so common that you would get a knock at your college dorm door and say, "Oh, of course, a telegram." Mm. It would be a very strange thing to happen. Yeah. Like if you got one now, you'd be like, "What? A a, a what? A telegram? What are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. But they're just like, oh, of course, the telegram man is here. It must be four yeah. o'clock. Hmm. It's just baffling. See, see, I only knew I only knew what it was because I had seen Clue at this point seven hundred and thirty-seven times. Hmm. And see, that takes place in the past, and also with fancy people who follow exactly. different rules. I, I, I also think that it's it's very inconsistent of them that the telegram didn't read like a proper telegram, where it's you know, hi, looking forward to your game. Stop. I haven't poisoned you. Stop. Ignore this message. Stop. <laughs> well, yeah, because the the um, like the uh, uh, they they charged you by the letter, mm-hmm. so like you had to be very um, uh, economical with your with your messages. But he's he just wrote this like five page screed about fear. Yeah, that's why the boo telegram works much better later in the episode. <laughs> yes, of course. Three letters, very inexpensive. Also, there is a legit inconsistency where. Batman's checking out the telegram and it's got the fear dust on it and because he's got his bat gloves on, it doesn't mm-hmm. affect him. But then later, uh, Scarecrow, like, uh, hands the telegram to someone, like some nosy thug or somebody who's also drawn wearing gloves Yeah, but and they're, immediately infects him. They're the, on, the wonderful people at uh, Spectrum Animation have uh, thought of this. When he waves it around, especially now on the Blu-ray version, you can see it. You see the dust waving in his face. Oh, yeah. okay. He just, he takes a big sniff of that yeah. telegram because he loves the scent of telegrams. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't, really? Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, uh, it takes me back to my childhood in the 1920s. <laughs> I, just before I strap on my leather football helmet, I'd open a telegram. <laughs> but wait, what if there are no telegrams? No, there's the one guy who's the legit telegram guy. That ruins the theory. I thought that maybe it's the scarecrow mm-hmm. is just like, Delivering and making these telegrams himself, obviously, because you know he just has one on hand which says "boo" on it. Uh, yeah, and everyone knows everyone knows what they are because they've seen movies or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, no one thinks to question him. Like, of course, yeah. it's the elaborately dressed telegram boy <laughs> who dresses like a bellhop mm-hmm. with no mouth. <laughs> yes, just a mustache. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have no mouth, so I must deliver telegrams. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? I have no mouth, but I mustache. <laughs> oh, that's so much better. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm clapping for. Yes, that was that was worth it. Yes, that was. I was like, oh, we've been talking about telegrams for too long. Move it along. <laughs> but no, that was worth it. The word has just lost all meaning. Telegram, telegram, yep. telegram. <laughs> you got to say it like that too. Telegram. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that's about all I have. Yeah. I think we all found the bulb sequence amusing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just a box that says bulbs. <laughs> and one, f- like, Batman's working so hard to keep the fear stuff from falling from falling into the crowd. Someone definitely got hit in the face with an industrial-sized light bulb. <laughs> yeah, they're up, on the, they're up on the highest of the high catwalks in, in a giant stadium. So they're, like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. hundreds of feet up in the air. And... Uh, yeah, just dropping heavy objects on the crowd. That's eh, no big deal as long as yeah, the whatever. chemicals didn't get down there. Mm-hmm. That'll fuck up a guy's face. Yeah, it'll, like it'll cave in your head, man. Uh huh. You ever throw a penny off whatever the Gotham version of the Empire State Building is? The Wayne Tower, probably Wayne Tower. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I haven't, but uh, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yep. Also, the penny probably has a picture, I don't know, Lex Luthor on it or something. Yeah, President Luthor on it. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's where the giant penny from the uh, from the Batcave came from. Someone threw it off Wayne Tower and it uh, <laughs> splatted at the bottom and got huge. <laughs> the train ran it over. Yeah, there you go. It was Roger Rabbit rules. Uh-huh. <laughs> Only when it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, that is uh, everything I got. Yeah, this was a good, fun episode. Well, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed this one. I, again, though, just where the fuck did Robin come from? Yeah, and I, will he be back next week? I kind I of was just miss standing off in the black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I miss this time when you didn't have continuity in some ways. You know, I, I know we, mm-hmm. we get a lot of great things out of proper continuity and show bibles and this and that and whatnot and wikis, but you know, it was nice to just show up one week and then oh, Robin's here. I, the thing mm-hmm. is, I don't like. I don't really mind hmm. that much. Like, I particularly when a villain comes back, I don't care what their previous appearance was. Hmm. Stuff like that. Like, the scarecrow here doesn't really talk about what he did last time, and I don't like. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to me. But on the other hand, I know where this whole giant universe will go, and they did a surprisingly good job of keeping it all together. Hmm. So I do pay attention just because I remember it being very good. Like, it, they they handled. I think from start to finish, this thing was around like 14 years, and they did a much better job of it than comics did over any 14 years. Oh stretch. yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's once Bruce Tim, I'm not Bruce Tim, but Dini and Dwayne McDuffie especially gets his hands on oh, things. Do, yeah. Then that's when it really starts coming together. Yep. Yeah. No, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Just like uh, so many Justice League episodes that I liked, and I went went back through the second time. I just like. Who wrote this one? Oh, the same one who wrote all these great ones. Dwayne yep, McDuffie. Yep. I just keep seeing that name over and over and over again. So good. No, the I best think... the best Batman Wonder Woman uh, relationship, Dwayne McDuffie. Mm-hmm. The best so many things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I might be wrong, but I think he starts on Superman too, so we might get mm. him sooner than, than I actually yeah. also... haven't seen most of the Superman show, so I should oh. really start catching up with yeah, no, you're uh, the, the, it's a, it's very good. It's, I mean, it's not like, it doesn't completely hold up as a metaphor because it's not the best one in the series, but like, mm. it's kind of the Deep Space Nine of this world in that mm. everyone ignores it and they shouldn't because it's quite good. Right. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, although by its final season you could tell they were getting bored because they start introducing the characters who will be in Justice League. It's like mm. they're itching to do Justice League, obviously, but the first like two seasons are very, very good. Mm-hmm. Also, the the high point of this entire shared universe for me is um, World's Finest, the the three part yes. uh, crossover between Batman and Superman where they meet for the first mm. time. Yeah, that thing is amazing. That is my favorite thing. Just mm. period. <laughs> Joker and Lex, and oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my quote for this one was: I didn't yes. find I didn't find a ton of quotable stuff. I just this is just a a good dumb supervillain quip. From, from Scarecrow that I liked. I want to know, how come you always win, Mr. Lucky? It's quite simple, actually. I fix the games. You can't fix all those sports. Nobody can. Oh, ye of little brain, allow me to illustrate. Just, I don't know. I like the way the, the voice actor sold that, is all. <laughs> all right. So that's all for this time. Vishal, what would you like to plug? Uh, 
speaking of animation i am actually working on some animated things the very limited nothing is oh. as good as as this uh, well, uh, nothing's as good as this yeah yeah uh, but uh, hopefully it will be out in a couple of weeks i can't really say more until it's done because you know it's it always takes much more time and i'm basically of it's course. just me and my brother working on it so um, okay. Well, how can people find that when it yeah, is? Yeah, follow me on any social media where I'm mostly I'm I'm on all Vishal A double L V I S H A L on Twitter and Instagram especially, and you'll you'll I'll tweet it out a lot when it's ready. So excellent. Looking forward to that. And of course, uh, mm-hmm. we for those of you who do not know, uh, Vishal has uh, drawn and designed so many things for us over the years. He's done uh, illustrations. He's done logo design. Mm-hmm. He is a top-notch visual artist that we are very privileged to know and has done so much amazing work for us. Uh, Okay, our website, as ever, kidslovebatman.com. You can write to us, kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. We are on Twitter, at Algar, at RobotMatt. Next week, we are doing the Clock King episode, which I'm actually very excited about. I really Mm, like that one. So look forward to that, and Mm -hmm. uh, that's all for this time. Yeah, see you guys. That's not the line. Oh, shit. <laughs> For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.